This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, June 3rd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how are we doing? Feeling independent, Dylan. Independent, that's good. That's a good one. We haven't done that one, I don't think, but it is topical. Happy 3rd of July, Matt, as we are in the middle of our holiday weekend-ish. You got a four-day weekend, you said. I'm about to hit my weekend, actually. Gonna run to the beach. Do you have any plans for the 4th? Family barbecue. Yeah, that's not, not bad, though. We want to say happy 4th of July to our listeners, of course. Stay safe. Have fun out there. But yeah, this should be good, hopefully. Don't, don't pull your hands off, please. Yes, please don't do that. <laughs> we need those hands to down my podcasts. Yes, very clearly. Yeah. Matt, the other big news from Sunday would be the All-Star Game rosters. And I told you before the show, I don't have any hot takes on this. I don't think there's anything real crazy and even if there is anything real crazy when it's fan voting i just don't really worry about it you know you can get like up in arms about like hall of fame and like mvp a little bit i guess because that's like writers with a job but i'm like if the all-star game's literally a popularity contest a little bit i'm like all right whoever i'm fine with whoever it's fine the other problem is it's it's not the best players it's the best first half yeah oh the whole thing's weird yeah. It is. It, it, if you actually like really think about what what you're voting on, it's not. It's 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 really odd. So yeah, the voters got smart this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That even if you don't 100 percent agree, it's not bad. No, there's like, nothing real bananas in there. You know, when I was a younger man, I used to like look at these for like to, to find things that, to get irritated about. And mm-hmm. now that I'm old and I don't really care, there's nothing to get irritated about. Yeah. Every once in a while, someone's like, oh, it could do this, could do that. But I'm like, it's fine. I don't know. I'm with you there. I don't even care about MVP race anymore, which is a little bit different, you know. Sure. But it's kind of go, yeah, it's no, fine. Um, like, you know, you, you look at some of the places where people could have issues, like, you know, first base in National League. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just such a deep position that there's really not, you know, you, you could pick, like, any one of, like, six guys and say, yeah, that's I'm okay with it. Yeah. The other thing that's great about it, it's not just the teams, but the MLB All-Star Game is the best All-Star Game in sports, right? In the major sports? I think it, yeah. Like, by a mile. Like, the Pro Bowl is awful. NBA All-Star Game is dumb. I enjoy the NBA All-Star Game, just because... It's I, not it, good, it, though. It's not good until the last two minutes when it's like, okay, it's like kind of dry. <sighs> It sounds like most basketball to me. I'm sorry. True, true. <laughs> uh, well, and they do weird stuff with the NHL one now, right? I have no idea what they do. I mean, first off, the, the NHL one, the score is always like 12 to 10. Yeah. And I don't, you know, know what to do. You know, the last time I cared about it was when I think that it was John Scott they were training. It was... That was a couple of years ago, right? A couple of years ago, you know, John Scott, with, with a, they voted in a non-skating hockey goon and... You know, the, the league tried to say, no, 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 you cannot do this. And then, they tried like, to tell him not to. That was yeah, actually a good story. That yeah. Was, yeah. That, I mean, if anything, it spoke to just how silly the, you know, the NHL game actually is. But, yeah. So sorry to disappoint. We don't have any hot all-star roster takes at all. Not that most people come to this podcast for us to say things that are polarizing or anything. It's just, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Some cool guys to see on there. You were mentioning uh, Corey Dickerson is on there, which is kind of cool. I know our Starting pal Yancey Eaton. Yancey Eaton's pumped. 
It's like his favorite sure, player, I think. I, yeah. You, you know, yeah, he's excited. Yeah, this is. Oh, I saw him tweeting about it. He's really excited sure. about it. It'll be it'll be good for him. But he's deserving. He's had an awesome half. Jose Ramirez is on there, and he's been nuts. Like, yeah. all the good players on there. So. The, the, the one thing I'm I'm happy about is that we're not getting like the massive like voting blocks. Like there was the one year like like every Chicago Cubs player got voted to the starting lineup or whatever. Oh right, yeah. It, I hate. I despise. So. I think that's the stupidest thing ever. I hate despise that. Yeah. So yeah, this will be fine. Matt, the other thing I had is that I had good news about our picks from over the weekend for you. Nothing real big except for the fact that Joe Panic stole you a base in Pittsburgh, heating up in the big stolen base race for us. And yeah, you now have a commanding three to two lead in stolen bases on the season for us. So yeah, congratulations. I mean, that's not why you took Joe Panic, but. I- works out that way if we ever had like an actual like stolen base guy steal a base it always seems like it's some like random guy just like nicking one uh i thought i cheated and i took billy hamilton yeah i spent a 94 on billy hamilton on april 18th early in the season and that's where i have literally 50 percent of my stolen bases (laughs) one of my two and i got one from uh oh and i got one from malik smith so okay. I'm actually doing okay okay. on spending on the speed guys that's two actual speed guys okay not bad yeah but they they cost me. And our ownership percentage updated. I'm at twelve point five one. You're all the way down to ten point eight nine. Really right. getting down there. That's creating the the gap. So yeah, well, I'm not, you maybe work for that one. I'm not gonna lie. That's good. So uh, you you have room to spend it, should you decide to. But let's go ahead and get into our picks for this weekend. Matt, Monday is a shorter slate. There are ten games to pick from. I wrote four names down for pitchers. There's not that much, really. I wasn't that excited, and I think my pick is easy. I'm not pumped about it, but I think it's an easy pick. Matt, do you like Alex Meyer going to Minnesota? Minnesota's cooled off. It's not my pick, but I'm okay with it, honestly. It's okay. It's it's getting mentioned, and it should get mentioned. I'm not going to do that. I don't like it. Uh, it's, It's whatever. Minnesota's cooled off, and that's the important part. Matt, Jeff Hoffman comes in uh, under the wire. He's eligible. He still gets plenty of strikeouts. He is at home against the Reds in Colorado. I assume you're way out on that. I'm marginally out on that. Uh, would you Would you consider it at all? You know me too well, though. No, I would, it's not yeah. against the Reds, especially. No, there's way too much slump in that lineup in Coors. No, thank you. Yeah. They can hit. Uh, I mean, here's his earned run log going back. He allowed two last time. He allowed nine before that against Arizona and Colorado. And before that, one, 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 three, one. Like, he's been pretty good, and he had that one big bad blow up. But as we say on this show, we have to kind of be risk averse because if you get, you know, if you put up that nine spot, you got to wear it. So we don't like that. Two more names for me. Your boy Carlos Rodon is back. And he's going to Oakland, and he's, when I checked, he was 46% owned, but mm-hmm. he's back, so he's eligible. He's 47 now. Are you thinking about taking Carlos Rodon going to Oakland? If I honestly, if I thought he was, like, fully healthy, I would do it. Mm-hmm. But the White Sox have been so cloak and dagger with, with, with his injury mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm not sure that I trust that he's, he's completely healthy. I really yeah. don't. And, that, and even if he was healthy, he, he's he's had issues with walks in the past, and I, it would just concern me that... Uh, you know, especially in the first start back, those those would be coming back to harm a bit. He's actually already made one start. This is the second one. And he walked six Yankees. Like, he went five innings and allowed three runs, zero earned. But 
he walked six when he was back. Like, you're right on it. It's, yeah, the walks are a problem. I'm not very scared of Oakland hitters against a lefty, but, like, I, I checked to maybe pick against him. I didn't really see anybody I was nuts about. So you can do it in DFS or something. It's not my pick. Matt, my pick, my last name on my list, is Andrew Moore for the Mariners starts against the Royals. And it's a pick against the Royals being bad. They're not very good at hitting, as we talked about. And they'll be in safe go, and that's fine. But Andrew Moore has only made one start in the major leagues, and he went seven innings, three runs, four strikeouts against the Tigers, which is not special at all. But in your debut against the Tigers, that's okay. And he's actually kind of a prospect. He's a guy, and the Mariners are excited about him. He's 23, and yeah. So I'm not all in here, but on a small day where there's nothing else I really like more, I'm okay with taking Andrew more against the Royals. Are you thinking about him at all? Did you have him on your list? I glanced at it, but I no. It's the second major league start. There are reasons to not be super confident, but I'm just saying he is actually kind of a guy, so I'm into it. What are you looking at for Monday, then? Because that was my list. I'm probably going to roll with Jarrell Cotton, pitching at home against the White Sox. Okay, and is this faith in Jarrell Cotton, or is this picking on the White Sox? Uh, Again, my answer to that is usually both. Yeah, huh? Yeah, which hopefully, yeah, he'll be like a little bit of both. But he's got, a, he's, he's got a weird home road split. I don't necessarily buy into it. I don't think pitching in Oakland necessarily makes him bad. Mm-hmm. He's good. I, I think he he had that one three homer game against. There was a four homer game against the Angels. Something like that. He got think, beat up for sure. Yeah, three homers against the Angels. Yeah, that, and that was at home. And, that, and that's kind. Of, I think it's kind of skewing it a bit. Mm-hmm. Last year, that was actually against the White Sox. He went five innings, three hits allowed, one walk, three strikeouts. Uh, he had to leave early with the blister issue, but apparently he's over that. And yeah, I, I don't really see why he can't. You know, I don't, I don't really see why he can't continue to have success against the White Sox. Especially, you, you would think in Oakland would be would be a better place for him instead of Chicago. Yeah, no, I, I don't have really a, a problem with that either. And again, I'm not that scared of the White Sox at all. Especially, I mean, I'm picking against the Royals. I'm right there with you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right on. Okay, how about hitters, Matt? Are you looking out for hitters on Monday? Well, two of my picks are coming from the same game, my C and my A, so I'm going to start off with those. Do you mind? Okay. Okay. Uh, C pick. Wade Miley is going to Milwaukee to face the Brewers. Yes. Which means I've got to find a righty in that lineup that I like. Yep, and there's some of them, yeah. There's a ton of them. The one I, I the one that kind of stands up to me the most is Domingo Santana at 54% owned. Yeah, I can see that. He's been he's been killing lefties all season, but he's been he, especially heating up in the last two months. I legitimately, you know, like Domingo Santana. Like and I like this matchup for him. And, um, Wade Miley's been Wade Miley. He struggles against righties. It's just kind of a yeah. Of, it's just kind of a fact of life. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of all in on on this Domingo Santana pick. I really like it. I'm into especially that. Like, he's yeah. Wade Miley's been pitching like he's a member of the Orioles. Earned runs going back three, four, five, six, four. Like he's getting hit. They had the worst June. Oh my goodness. So oh yeah, yeah. Patients like falling apart. It really like yeah. like it's not it's not like they're bad. It's just, it seems like they've almost like forgotten how to pitch. Something's wrong. So yeah, I mean the pick means that. So is that your C or your A? It's my C. You wish it was my A, don't my A pick. All right. On the other side of this matchup is Brent Suter pitching for Milwaukee. He's in fact left-handed, so that means I'm looking for righties to toss in there against him, and I got one. All right. It's my guy, Trey Boom Boom Mancini. Yes, yes. He should be just fine. He's been confident against lefties this year. He's owned, He's 59% owned, which is kind of indicative of 
you know, the level of power that he's produced. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we thought he was hot in April. No, no, no. He got hotter in May, hotter in June. Now it's July, so he should be, like, insanely hot, right? I'm talking a home run every other day, right, Dylan? That's how that works? That's, yes, absolutely. Clearly is the trend. He's right-handed. He tends to prefer righties, but he's also been confident against lefties. I have no problem tossing him in there against a little platoon advantage against Brent Suter. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. How about your B-pick sandwiched in between this game? You know what? I'm going to call an audible here. I'm going to make Mancini my B, and I'm going to go with Devin Miseraco against Jeff Hoffman as my A. Okay, all right. Taking the guy in cores. That's a a real unique strategy here that you're going with. (laughs) Have you seen Hoffman splits? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, for sure, and we understand why. And the Rockies have been cold. I like kind of struggling as a team. I can see that. Like you remember when we made fun of Julius Jacine for having ridiculous splits? They're, this does not compare to that. But yes, yes. Dylan, are you sure? <laughs> uh, I apparently am not sure because I thought Jeff Hoffman was doing better than that. Okay, but... okay. Without, without looking, what do you think is is a way his road area is? Uh, his road ERA is probably three something, three three. One six seven, dang, pretty good. Okay, without looking, his homie array. In that case, his homie array is going to be like <laughs> six something, seven oh, something. Eight two two. Oh boy, well that's pretty bad. You're right. That is Shasin esque. Yes, it is. That is the new phrase we have now coined. Okay, well, so that's a reason to not... I didn't pick him. I have Andrew Moore. It's fine. (laughs) But we're talking about four, three starts, you know, but that is a thing. At least Shasin's done it, like, about eight starts each. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Accurate. Either way, Jeff Jeff Hoffman's a righty who struggles against righties, so I want a righty who hits righties well, and that's Devin Mesoraco. Mm-hmm. Should do just fine there. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I want Rockies all weekends. I'm just going to mention these guys. I don't know if they'll become my pick ever, but I want the cheap Rockies against Reds pitching and cores. It's Tony Walters is real cheap. He has not really any power, but he likes hitting righties and he likes hitting in cores. So okay. not going to cost you anything. Put him at the bottom. And then Rymel Tapia is the cheap rocky outfielder right now he doesn't have a ton of pop either but he definitely can hit he has a bat he's a real prospect that's come up and yeah so i would think about either of them you know kind of put them as my c and d pick at the back but in terms of wanting to spend or at least uh, get somebody a little bit more exciting with the bat my b pick i'm looking at adalberto mejia in minnesota who just has not been going deep into games and hasn't been very good and also the twins bullpen isn't very good so trying to pick a los angeles angel you like out of that lineup is not very easy there aren't many that are that good but one that is crushing lefties is yunel escobar and he bats in the middle of the lineup and you know a lot of his skills are gone but hitting lefties is still there so Yunel is only 7% owned and can crush left-handed pitching, so I would take him there. He also has no power and no speed, so... Yeah, it's fairly empty. It's fairly empty, but my A pick is a guy that does have power, does have speed. He faces Jeff Locke, so I want a right-hander from St. Louis facing Jeff Locke in St. Louis. It's our boy Tommy Pham, who has been pretty good the last month and a half, and he has some power, and he has some speed, and he's only 10% owned, and he bats near the top of that lineup. Tommy Pham is way under-owned. I picked him up as a kind of filler in a fantasy league, and he continues to just produce. He has big games. It's power and speed, so I don't know that it's going to keep up, but he can hit lefties, and he can handle Jeff Locke, so 
I have Tommy Pham on Monday, and I really like it, actually. I think that's a good matchup for him. Yeah. Matt, Tuesday, July 4th, on this big, big 4th of July. I only wrote down five names, but I think the pick is obvious for me, and I imagine you're with me. Okay, we'll see. Matt, we're both taking James Shields going to Oakland, right? It's very clearly, or we're going to, no, I'm kidding. We're not doing that. I think it's worth mentioning because he's been okay, but he's, it's Oakland. I don't know. He is on my list to mention, but I assume he's not your pick. Are you thinking about James Shields? I'm thinking about him not pitching for the White Sox in the next few seasons. Yes, but not not a pick. I don't know. His ERA is under four. I'm not that scared of Oakland. It would be okay, but the control numbers are pretty whatever. It's weird to analyze James Shields, just how bad he was as the White Sox before this year. So, any little bit, I'm like, yeah, he's doing okay. But not a ton of upside there. What about on the flip side, your boy Daniel Gossett in the White Sox? I mean, like, you're not as excited about him lately, but getting the White Sox, are you at least thinking about it? I thought about it, yes. Yeah, but he needs to get his feet under him a little bit better. He got pounded by the Astros last time out, but that is not really saying that much. He could do much better against the White Sox. How about your boy J.C. Ramirez going to Minnesota? Is that a consideration for you? The problem is that they actually have like lefties who I thought could hurt him. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's an okay matchup, but Minnesota, cold lately, but they can hit. Or at least they hit better than the record shows. Their problem is their pitching. So, yeah, I'm not nuts about it, but you could think about it as a spot start. Mm-hmm. I had two more names. I like Seth Lugo still. I still kind of trust him. He's going to Washington for the 11 a.m. game on the East Coast. It's oh 8 a.m. for me. But, uh, yeah, I like him. I don't like that matchup. You know, is that how you feel about that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Washington's pretty good. I don't want to mess with their lineup. Matt, I'm taking Sean Newcomb at home against Houston, and the matchup is not good. They are pretty good against lefties, but he is the most talented pitcher below our threshold, I feel like. Uh, on the, the other side is Brad Peacock, but he is over-owned for us. I think that if you are in a format where you can use Brad Peacock, he's going to be fine in Atlanta. But Sean Newcomb so far has been pretty good. This is a real prospect, and he throws real hard. And it's only four starts, but so far so good for him. 1.48 ERA, 107 whip. So, yeah, uh, it's a tough matchup for him, but I'm just kind of trusting in the prospect. He's a guy they've looked for for a while, and so far so good. And I'm just hoping that he keeps clicking. But there's downside to this. Don't get me wrong. The Astros could put a hurting on him, but I'm just going to hope that he keeps going. So I have Sean Newcomb. Is that where you went as well? No. Oh, okay. And you think I'm crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. I looked at it. I, just, I like Sean Newcomb. I just think I like him facing Houston. Yeah. They're a scary lineup. I'm hoping for the talent to beat the lineup, but yes. Who are you looking at then on Tuesday? This is a guy that we've actually made fun of a few times on on, on this show. Uh oh. So the problem is he's kind of put it together. He isn't. He's not sure have the strikeout upside that like say a Newcomb would have, but mm-hmm. he's been really confident. And is it Ubaldo Jimenez? Is are you not, taking Ubaldo? Not no. It's it's Jose Urena. Okay, I can see that. Like he's more been boring than bad. You know? True. Yeah. But He's got a weird thing, and this isn't just for the season. This is like a track record, track record kind mm-hmm. of deal. He's really, really good during the day. Okay. All right. That can be a thing, especially if combined with a park or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with the park in this case. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if it's if it's a pitch really well during the day, I guess you can look in, in you know, Marlins Park, I guess you can look that up. But either way, it, this has been like a thing that's he's repeated like throughout his career. Uh-huh. Is that he's really, really good during the day, and it's a day start. The Cardinals really don't scare me. I don't really 
they kind of lack that, like, you know, elite guy that can kind of hurt him. Yeah, Matt Carpenter's been very whatever for them, and that's kind of the scariest bat. You know, kinda, they're yeah, okay. It's just, yeah, it's just scariest bat. It, it doesn't really intimidate me. I, I, I kind of like the matchup, and I like the, and I like the day, the, uh, the time of day. So yeah, I don't mind that at all. That'll be just fine. It's a, again, it's a low upside. You're not going to get a ton of strikeouts there. And if you're playing a GPP yeah. or something, like don't go there hoping he's a dark horse to strike out ten or anything. No, like, exactly. He's not going to do that. But he could get you a win. Could be okay oh, for sure. Uh, were there any other pitchers that you liked at all on Tuesday? Not really. No, it... You like Brad Peacock, right? I like Brad Peacock a lot. Yeah. It's super intriguing matchup that I kind of can't wait to watch. Yeah. Danny, Danny Duffy versus King Felix. Yeah, Duffy's coming back and going to Seattle. That'll yep. be good. Yeah, we can't pick either of them, but that'll yep. be fun for Fourth of July. How about hitters, Matt? Who are you looking at then on Tuesday? Okay, Evaldo Jimenez is going to Milwaukee. Yes, which means yes, I, I want every lefty on the Milwaukee roster in my DFS lineup. Sure, uh, understandably. It's it's starting with with Stephen Vote at sixteen percent owned. Okay, Stephen Vote who had a two homer game this weekend, by the way. Yeah, he did. And Eric Sogard at 9% owned. I like that. I like that. I wrote down Sogard. I didn't write down vote, but I'm totally fine with that. Hmm. Anyways, so that's it's my, my C and B pick. My A pick, mm-hmm. Homer Bailey yeah. is going to Colorado, and he's been awful yeah. he since he just came cut off the his ERA in half by allowing six runs in three innings. He had that 4-3, 43.2 ERA we talked about. He brought it all the way down to 27 despite allowing six runs. Yeah. Yes. Only two starts, but yes, you're very right. He's been that bad, and now he's going to Coors. So um, I want, you know, I, I you can pretty much throw hand mm-hmm. this out. It's just who's ever in the lineup. I'm tossing yeah, Ramel Tapia in there against him. It's a warm bat, and he's cheap, mm-hmm. and yeah. He's a two percent owned. I I've got to have that. You know, I I would love to have Gerardo Parra. Yeah, in DFS, like it might be a really popular stack. Is the problem? I think everybody's going to pick against him, but I think it's at least worth bringing to attention. Mm-hmm. And points are points, and it's going to be fine in this contest. So I like Tapia there, just fine for sure. Okay, so yeah, I had the few Rockies for sure that I like there. I think that they're honorable mentions basically all weekend, but I'm leaving them down low. I had Enrique Hernandez getting Patrick Corbin. We've talked about him plenty, and when he gets a lefty, he gets in the lineup and he makes it count. Mm-hmm. So if you want to pick against the Diamondbacks, who've been real, real hot, but Enrique won't get used that much, and he will be fine when he gets in there. I also wrote down Eric Sogard as my B pick against Dubaldo. I'm in. That's fine. Don't need to explain that. He continues to be pretty good, and it's Dubaldo. My A pick, though... I am spending at 11%, which will be right below where I usually am. I see Joe Ross in Washington, and I want to pick on Joe Ross with a lefty all day, every day. It'll be in the morning, but 5-1-2 ERA. He's been better lately, but again, the problem with lefties goes way back. So I want Mets slugger Lucas Duda, who should be more than 11% owned. That's too low for a guy that can pretty easily hit. 30 bombs, maybe. So, yeah. Him getting Joe Ross, that could be a big, big homer game. I don't know. I like that. It's it's too cheap. So, yeah. My boy, Lucas Duda, on Tuesday. And then, Matt, Wednesday the 5th is a full slate of games. I wrote three pitchers down, and this is another one where I think we might be at the same place. There's just I... not. Maybe not. Maybe not. The, I, the I bad mean, ones not, are not... bad. There's a lot of real bad pitchers going on Wednesday. 
I'm not going to say I don't know that we have the same guy. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Scott Feldman's going to Colorado. Edinson Volquez, whatever. Parker Bridwell, I wrote down. It's one of my three. He goes to Minnesota, and he had been good until this last start. He got blown up against Seattle. 11 hits, 5 runs, a couple home runs, like, not strikeouts. So he's came back to earth a little bit, and yeah, he's going to Minnesota. I could see that being okay, but I'm not really excited about that at all. I wrote down your boy Daniel Norris getting the Giants. You like him a little bit more, even though he hasn't done many good things for you, but the Giants are bad enough that I can see that being okay. Ziari is five, though. Like, I don't, that's not a great upside there, but you could do it. I mean, Mike Pelfrey's pitching against the A's. No. Blake Snell gets the Cubs. No. Ty Block is bad. Chris Tillman's bad. Luis Perdomo's going to Cleveland. Like, Matt, my pick is Ariel Miranda at home against okay. the Royals because he's at home and the Royals are bad. And they're below average against lefties. Ariel Miranda's 39% owned. He has a 2.56 ERA at home. That's something we've been talking about for a little while. So that's my pick. I will be a little bit surprised if that's not your pick. Oh, it's my pick. Okay, I was right. Yeah, that's the place to go. I'm trying to look at what else there is to like. Like, Zach Godley goes to the Dodgers, but, like, they're red hot. John Gray is at home against the Reds, and John Gray is awesome. I don't know that we can use him, but it's still Coors also. Yeah, he's 54% on. He's outside our reach. But if you're in DFS, he has the strikeout ability to, to have the upside to be interesting, I suppose. But, yeah. yeah. What do you like about Ariel Miranda? Is it just Royals are bad and he's good at Safeco? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And there's not much else to like. It's like my exact thought process right there. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to sell it. It's just what it is. Yeah, that's basically it. All right, Matt, how about hitters for Wednesday? Who are you looking at? Doug Fisher going to Texas Uh against the Rangers. I'm actually, I'm going to go with a guy that you brought to my attention last month. Uh, Uh Gene Su Chu is only 24% owned. Um, Yeah. He's in fact left-handed, and he gets the righty Doug Fisher, and that's where we want him. Yes, you know, he, he he may be getting up there in age, but he still has a t- he still has pop. You know, he can still you know hit the ball really really hard against righties. And Doug Fister is also really you know also getting up there in age, but not nearly as effective as Chu is sadly for him. Yep. So, yeah, and they bat near the top of the lineup against righties. I think Chu's totally fine. I think he's a great great pick, especially in DFS. Uh, mm-hmm. My B pick. Speaking of Parker Bridwell. Yes. He's he's in Minnesota. You went lefties against him. Uh, I'm going to toss Max Kepler in there 20% against Patrick Bird. Okay. Parker yeah, I, I have no problem with that at all. I know that you like Kepler, but he's very I'm capable. I'm a huge Max Kepler guy. I, I really wish he was better this year. He's just, it's just, for whatever, it's just not, he had a really rough June. Mm-hmm. But he does damage against righties. He just does. 853 OPS yeah. against nine, all nine of his home runs have come against righties. 19 out of 25 walks. He, he does damage against righties. He's really bad against lefties, but again, DFS, we don't care. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm into that. Lastly, my A pick. Ben Lively is pitching at home against the yeah. Pirates. If you were to like, you know, rate rookies in terms of like most exciting to least exciting, whereas you know, <laughs> Sean Sean Newcomb is probably your most exciting rookie. Yeah. Ben Lively might be the least least exciting rookie pitching in baseball right now. Other side of that spectrum in a bad way. Yeah. Yes. Not striking anybody out. We've no. talked about that. It's two, you know. two starts that literally had no strikeouts, which is not easy to do. It's not easy to do. Yeah, 3.03K per nine. That's it's impressive. That's bad. With him, you kind of throw head in this out of there. He's, he's been equally mediocre against lefties and righties. That being said, I want a lefty against him. Mm-hmm. But I want a cheap lefty against him. 
and I found a lefty in Pittsburgh that's 1% owned. Oh, okay. I can, all right. John Jaso. John Jaso, yeah. And his job is to hit righties, for mm-hmm. sure. So and I believe all seven of his home runs have come against righties. Yeah, it's all he does now. 824 OPS against righties, 14 out of 18 walks. Do I have to go, you know, his one stolen base has come off a righty. Yeah, his his job is to hit righties. That's what he does. So pretty much, yes. So yeah, his job is to, his job is to have dreadlocks and hit righties. That's pretty much what he yep. does. And he'll get the Phillies bullpen too. It'll be sure. fine. So yeah, I totally like that. John Jace will be fine there. Yeah. For me on Wednesday, I want to mention Tony Walters and Ryan Maltapia again. They get Scott Feldman. It's fine. There's going to be so many people picking Rockies, you know, as you should. So. Check them off. I want to check off Eric Sogard getting Chris Tillman. Also, you can pick Brewers against the Orioles pitching all weekend, too. It's obvious, but I'm fine with it, too. That'll be my C pick. I have two more above that. I'm going to go with my B pick. I'm going to pick a lefty against Luis Perdomo. That's a Cleveland guy that you want there because Perdomo's been real bad without the platoon advantage. And it's our boy, Lonnie Chisinau. He's still 13%. He's kind of like a Shinsu Chu type in terms of plenty, plenty capable, but has to hit righties. And Luis Perdomo's right-handed. So Lonnie Chisenhall at 13% for me is my B pick. But my A pick, I want to pick on Ty Block because he is bad and he's left-handed. Talk about not missing bats. Like, he has the Ben Lively-itis, essentially, even though he was maybe doing it before. And, yeah, he has struck out 4.29, which is way more than Ben Lively. So I guess not so bad. Point is, he's bad. He's left-handed. And of the Tigers, a cheap right-hander that can hit lefties, it is Matt's favorite, James McCann. And he's the backup catcher, and he doesn't hit for the most part, except when he faces southpaws. And then he just, mm-hmm. for some reason, demolishes them. He did it last year. He's doing it this year. And mm-hmm. so he's only 3% owned. If he gets in there, he's my A pick. And if not, I'll end up with Lonnie Chisenhall, and that's fine. But I like James McCann getting tie block. He can get that job done. And, you know, the Giants pens real bad, too. So, okay. And then on to Thursday, the 6th. Matt, it's another, you know, mostly full slate. I still only had about four guys written down. Do you like Mike Montgomery getting the Brewers? That's not really a great matchup for him, I'd it's say. Ter- it's a terrible matchup for him, yeah. Yeah, he's a interesting pitcher. That's not good. I like Tyler Chatwood, not in Coors Field, not against the Reds. No thanks, can't do that. How about Denelson Lamette going to the American League to get the Cleveland Indians? He has 50 strikeouts in 37 innings. He keeps doing that, but the RA is still kind of high, and the Indians can hit. They can just plain hit. There's no way you're going to take that, right? He's also developed a bit of a potential against lefties, and the Indians yeah. are insanely left-handed. Yeah. I think if you're in a weird DFS format, you know, a GPP, you can maybe hope for not too much damage and plenty of strikeouts. That could be a thing. Get you some points. But there's a lot of downside there. It could go bad. I wrote down Mike fulton going to Washington. We weren't that nuts about him going to Oakland, and he took a no-hitter into the ninth. He's coming off a real good start. He's, you know, now he's going to Washington. They can hit too well for me. I'm kind of scared of them as a lineup. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. Yeah, interesting guy. So my last guy left, I just picked him. He's still down there. He's gaining my trust. He's not exciting, but Sam Gavilio is at home against the A's. They're sending Paul Blackburn out there. I don't 
really care about him, but I can take Sam Gavilio. I think will be safe enough at home against the A's, who I'm not that scared of. Is that your pick also? Yes, it is. Yeah. And this weekend's just kind of thin, to be honest. There's not a lot here to, to get excited about, and it leaves you with safe picks that are kind of boring, but the place to go. So mm-hmm. we both have Sam Gavilio. Is there anybody else here you're, like, interested in at all? No. Honestly. No, no I, I, there aren't even guys that can really... I mean... Zach Davies goes to Chicago. No, he's been bad. Yeah. Mm. Don't want it. All right, Matt, how about hitters, though? When it's this bad and there's no pitchers alike, there's got to be hitters alike. Who are you thinking? Speaking of Zach Davies, mm-hmm. I'm looking for Cubs lefties to toss in there against him. Okay. And Ian Happ is still is only 40% owned. That's low. That's real low. He had two homers on Sunday. He's good. Yeah. Ian Happ might be my favorite non-Brewer, non-White Sox, non-Malik Smith. Okay. Yeah, he's good. He's versatile, and he, yeah, I have him on a fantasy team. I'm excited about it. When it, when it comes, he's like one of the toolsiest players I've ever seen in my life. Ridiculous with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's my C pick. Uh, my B, it's now my turn to pick Lonnie Chisholm Hall against sure. Dilson Lamette. Yeah. Like I mentioned, uh, Lamette, he's got an OPS against lefties well over 900, and the Indians are super left-handed. So toss all your Indians, all your Indians lefties out there against him. Yep, and he's the cheap one. That's the thing, they're a great lineup, but some of these lineups don't have any like cheap options you want to use. But he's not the one. only cheap one, my friend. Okay. This comes to my A pick, which is Bradley Zimmer against Dilson Lamette. That is the other one. That's <laughs> the other one that hasn't caught up on. He came up right around the time as Ian Happ and isn't quite as exciting, but has definitely been getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his problem is he struggles with lefties a little bit, but good news, doesn't have to face one. It's going to be okay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's only 14% on. That's a pretty good pick. Down from last week when I, you, I had him. He's my C pick at 15%. Now he's my A pick at 14 Yeah. There you go. Good thing you didn't use him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe you did. Did you just have Zimmer? Oh, I don't know. Pick. We kind of liked him earlier in June. It's the same thing yeah. had Joe Panic. Yeah. You, you had Joe Panic. Uh, you took Zimmer last on June 20th. So, so, so I can yeah. use him. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So my pick, I see Francisco Liriano here on the schedule, and I really want to find a righty to whoop on him. And he faces Houston. And so if you want to spend, there's a ton of those guys. Like if you're in DFS, spend, you know, your chunk of your budget on Jose Altuve. There's a lot of points there for sure. And you could think about that. But in terms of our cheap options, I want to take our boy Jake Marisnik, who's right-handed and often faces lefties. But he's actually struggled with lefties this year and crushed righties, which is kind of strange. Not usually what he does. I don't really care. I'm going to take this one and bank on Francisco Liriano struggling more than whatever Jake Marisnik's doing. I think the pitcher is going to determine this one. So as a C pick at 1%, I think Marisnik would be fine. Uh, B pick would be Paul De. Jean getting our boy Tom Kohler. So basically I wanted a cheap Cardinal and Paul DeJong has been better against lefties and Kohler's weaker against lefties and so it's not ideal in that way but I'm just going to trust under-owned hitter I like against pitcher that's bad. I'm sorry Tom Kohler. I'm excited you're back in the major leagues. That the era is not over but I'm picking against you in your 7-4-3 ERA. And the matchup's not perfect, but the truth is there were no cheap Cardinals that really liked more than Paul DeJean. So he's under-owned, and I think righty on righty, he will still do fine there. My A pick, though, I'm excited about this, Matt. I am picking against Chad 
Cool, who's been real bad, but he's been especially bad against lefties. And we keep talking about prospects a lot in the show because they're cheap and people haven't really picked up on them yet. They're not that owned. Nick Williams came up for the Phillies, and he is a left-handed hitting outfielder, and he hits pretty well. He forced his way up after doing well at AAA. He's a real prospect. He came over in the Cole Hamels trade. He is 2% owned. People are not picking up on him yet. And he gets Chad Cool, so I think that he could be absolutely just fine there, for sure. That's a, a good welcoming to the major leagues, is getting to face Chad Cool. So, I like Nick Williams, for sure. And yeah, those are my three picks for Thursday. And also, of course, any Rockies you want. Right now, my schedule says undecided for the Reds going to Colorado. I'm sure it'll be bad, so you can do that too. But I just don't need to put them at the top of my list all week. Uh, okay, Matt, you got anything else for this week before we head into our holiday? Did you get to see Jonathan VR stealing ice cream? I did, actually. Yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty that was good. pretty good. The, there was chasing a foul ball, gets over there, and while the fan's looking the other way, just took a scoop. Mm-hmm. That's good. Usually it's like popcorn or nachos or something. The ice cream was in good news step. Yeah, it's a good thing I got kind of spoon. Did you see the socks that were being worn this weekend? Yes, the Stars and Stripes. Okay, I didn't know that they were doing this, and mm-hmm. the first game that I, I saw that had these was Cubs and Reds. Mm-hmm. So I, I see a Reds pitcher standing on the mound with one red and white striped sock and one, like, dark sock. And you're like, what the heck is going I'm on? like, what, did, did he just, like, decide to only, like, wear half his uniform? They look a little weird. I mean, it's cool when everybody has them, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it, I, I honestly, I, I, I thought it was like a, a Reds like uniform thing. I did not know it was yeah. like a. It, actually, it, my, my wife had to point it out to me. And, <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? It's, it's, it's you know, one, one is stripes, the other is stars. Idiot. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess you're, you're oh, okay. Yeah. Duh. Of course. The other one that stuck out to me, and it's where I first saw them, was, did you see the picture on Sunday of Aaron Judge standing next to Jose Altuve? I did see that. I retweeted it, I think. And it was real good. It made cool. its way around baseball Twitter, as it should. That's a that's a real good one. And they're both at basically the top of the American League batting hitting board, too. So, uh, baseball's weird. Baseball's weird. Did you see Nori Aoki pitch the other night? That I miss. How'd he do? I uh, gave him some runs, had his oh. balls given up uh, loud over outfielders' heads, but he was throwing like 75 down the pipe. He wasn't being, he was pitching like he was a position player pitching and that he wasn't trying to show off. He's just like, oh, get up there and throw strikes until this game's over? Okay. And he just was throwing 75. Uh, but the real fun one is he faced Aaron Judge. And that's the matchup you want to see, right? And Aaron Judge missed by half an inch because he popped it up real high to center field. Real hard and real, real high. So, yeah. It was fun to see that and wonder what was going to happen, though. Because that's that's not a position player that you thought you'd get to see pitch. So it was No. Fun. No. It's, yeah. it's a good one. It was good. It was if, good. If, you, if you had to choose a position player to pitch... It has to be Aaron Judge, right? That would be just weird to see. That's a, I mean, I guess pitchers are often really tall. Maybe not yeah, quite that tall. So, so I guess Altuve would be the pick that. That would be fun. That would be fun. I don't know. I have to think on that. I might have to have an answer for you at our next show, because that's a, that's a good question that I don't have an answer for. I would like to see a fat guy pitcher. I think that'd be fun. So. Yeah, which we've seen before, but they're at least like used to doing it. But having mm-hmm. a fat position player that's not used to pitching would be fun. Who's the last fat guy pitcher that you remember? Does Adam Dunn count? 
No. Are you talking about position players or like real actual pitchers? Real actual pitchers. Like Bartolo all the time forever. Yeah, he's just old. That's yeah, not. That's not fat enough. Sabathia you know, count. No, it's not. It's not fair either. Not fat enough. I see. I don't know. If they can't do it for you, the two of them, then I don't have an answer for you. I, yeah, I guess yeah, Bartolo probably counts as a fat guy pitcher, but I I don't yes. I, I think it's he's just big. I don't necessarily think of him as like big and fat. Yes. He's also a big man, so we had the barrel chested Joe Blanton until he became skinny Joe Blanton. That was just weird. That's true. He was definitely never really he's more like round than big. He was kinda of yeah. like a round face. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been a while since we had like what a david wells is that what you're thinking i'm trying to th- I, I guess he he's pretty he's pretty chunky i don't know that yeah. necessarily. i don't call him fat i'd call him yeah I, yeah I guess he is yeah well here tweet us your favorite fat pitchers that's what, that's the discussion we need to get started on on twitter <laughs> is the fat pitcher you remember matt is on twitter at matt d underscore dfs and I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS, and we want to talk about fat pitchers. Or what position player you want to see pitch the most. Because that's one of my favorite things in baseball, absolutely, for sure. It's people pitching when they don't usually, or people playing out of position. So, well, I, I think the, the, the ultimate answer to that question has to be Shohei Otani, doesn't it? Yes, we do want to see that. I mean, technically you can go see that, but yeah. That does make him wildly interesting and will make the offseason more interesting. There's, there's, no, there's no way to be a pitcher in the major leagues. You think they just will protect their investment too much? You got to. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Hopefully we get to find out. Okay. That should do it for us uh, before the holiday. Again, stay safe and have fun. And hopefully everything goes all right. And don't blow off any fingers. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't, don't do that stuff. Format, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.